Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Newsmakers Week with Bickley and Murata Mornings. The Arizona Diamondbacks. Uh, yesterday we got a chance to speak to manager Tori Lavello about the D-backs, their upcoming season. Now we get to talk to the architect of uh, their roster. General manager Mike Hazen joins us for Newsmakers Week 2023, and he checks in on the Arizona Sports Line. Mike, uh, good morning to you. Thanks so much for joining us early this morning. We appreciate it. Good morning, guys. Yeah. Um, so overall, you know, there's a lot of optimism about the Arizona Diamondbacks with you know some of the young players in the organization. Uh, obviously, a lot of talk about the top prospects. Uh, as we are, you know, the day before your Cactus League opener uh, and reflecting on the off season, how are you feeling about everything that you've put together? Yeah, I uh, I appreciate the optimism. Uh, it is now on us to turn the optimism into more wins than we had last year. That be, that's the hard part. It's easy to get excited about what you think is going to happen. Um, it's on us to be able to translate that uh, on the field. But you know, I think I think as I look back a year over year, or even you know two years over coming to this year, I think the base of talent on this team is certainly better. Um, I think we're better positioned. I think there's more depth. I think we have uh, areas that are starting to back up on us a little bit, which is a good thing, especially on the pitching side, um, where we ran a foul in 21 uh, and a little bit into 22. But, you know, when, when you start taking on injuries and, and you start having guys starting games that, you know, maybe – you know, you're not really in uh, as you go through it. That's a key part of getting through a 162-game schedule. So we feel better about that. Um, so far, so good injury-wise. Everybody seems to be in a good spot, and we'll see what happens starting tomorrow. All right, so what are your what are your thoughts on this, Mike? Because I ran this by Derek Collin, and his response immediately was to kind of laugh out loud at this because it, even though people can get excited about the youth and the prospects and all that stuff, a cynic would say, okay, how are you going to compete with the Dodgers and the Padres? And there is an element of runaway spending in Major League Baseball that I don't know whether it commands a day of reckoning or not. Your thoughts on that? The the talent gap, the payroll gap, how much of this is an impediment for you? Yeah, uh, look, I don't really care about payroll. I'll be honest with you. It is what it is. Like It's, it's, it's a crutch. It's an excuse. Um, I think we have every ability to go out and put a good team on the field. Do, am I blind to the difference in a uh, $150 million payroll gap on, on your payroll? No. Um, we, we, it, has, it has its advantages. And, and the biggest advantage being when somebody goes down on one of those teams that they could, you know, buy or have a, have a better player um, sitting underneath that than we might be able to have. However, we have the ability through the draft and, and all and acquisitions around the league and trades and free agent signings where we can do the same thing. We just haven't done as good a job of it as the Dodgers or the Padres. So that's the big difference. We haven't done as good of a job as the Dodgers and the Padres. And so, you know, the payroll is what it is. There are definite some advantages there. It's not, it's not an impediment to us being a good baseball team and ultimately getting to the playoffs. And that's all I really care about. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, we'll see what happens. Look, everybody has to get through the 162-game schedule. Nobody is immune to injuries. Um, and so some of those things sometimes start to, you know, they'll have the same effect on those teams that they do on us. Um, it's the team that's better positioned to withstand the bad days um, that will come out ahead. We haven't been better positioned to withstand the bad days. To me, that's the end of the story. Mike Hazen, general manager of the Arizona Diamondbacks, on with us for Newsmakers Week 2023. One of the big moves uh, you made during the offseason, Mike, of course, the, the trade of Dalton Varsho. 
Very popular player coming off a productive year. He goes to Toronto. You get Moreno, you get Gurriel, and, and I know there was a lot of reaction because of Varsho and, and what he did and how he handled himself, but it's impossible not to be excited about Moreno as a prospect uh, you know, and a catcher with the D-backs. Can you fill our fans in on, on, on what you got in, in Moreno? Yeah, I, look, I don't, I don't want to dismiss Gurriel either. I'll just—he is an extremely good hitter in this and has been a very good sure. hitter in this league, and might be one of the better hitters in our lineup. Um, so I, I don't want to dismiss that part of this trade, which was a huge piece to that trade in order for us to get this deal done. But yeah, Gabby, look—he's he's on the on the line of where he comes from through the game, um, being one of the top prospects in baseball. Certainly at one of the hardest, if not the hardest, positions of baseball. An area for us that. We haven't done a great job in historically in terms of, you know, setting ourselves up for the future, maybe like we have in the outfield, like we have on the mound to some degree. Uh, So it was something for us where we really felt like this was a kid that we wanted to target. He's a really good hitter. Um, We'll see where the power goes with him, but he's a really good hitter. He's always been a really good hitter. Um, We were looking to amass good hitters. We traded a good hitter to get these two guys, so I'm not blind to that. Um, what I will say is we ended up with two really good major league players in place of one. I think where we're standing as an organization, we just felt like I felt like we had to take some of those risks in order to continue to push the talent level of the entirety of our team, not just one player. I gave up a very good, if not one of our best players in this trade. So that's never easy to do. And certainly one of the most popular guys in our clubhouse. So the reaction in there wasn't overly ecstatic when I talked to some players. Um, But look, these are sometimes the decisions I feel like we need to make to push forward in aggregate that our team is even more well-rounded and taking one player and having two that we think are really good was really, the, you know, in a very basic way of looking at it, one of the driving factors in why we did what we did. Word is the uh, the popping of fastballs in camp is a little more profound this year. Talk about the, uh, the, the import of some power arms to this organization. Yeah, um, an area specific, probably more so to the bullpen, but, I, you know, even in the rotation too, I think as you see some of these young kids, that group of players that you've heard quite a bit about, that are going to start, that started breaking in in September. Well, Tommy Henry in August, but seeing, you know, Jamison and Nelson in September, you're going to see Brandon Fott at some point. Um, This group of pitchers that we have that, you know, there's some pretty good stuff here. Uh, And, and, and we've seen it in the upper minors. We've seen it breaking into the majors and that will continue to be a thing as we go forward. And then, and certainly the biggest issue that we've dealt with over the last couple of years being the bullpen, um, you know, we just felt like we needed to continue to add power back there. And so we spent the off season getting a bunch of guys that, yes, they throw hard, but also, you know, have secondary stuff that we feel like can get swings and misses late in games. And that's been something that's missing for us. We'll see how the bullpen shakes up. We have a lot of pitchers in this camp. Um, we'll, you know, we're going to start tomorrow starting to evaluate where that bullpen is going to come together. Mike Hazen, general manager of the Diamondbacks, our guest. And Mike's been kind enough, uh, kind enough to spend two segments. we got lots of questions as we're on the uh, eve of the Cactus League opener. So we'll take a quick break. We'll be back with more on nice. Newsmakers Week with Mike Hazen after this on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Newsmakers Week with Bickley and Murata Mornings. The Arizona Diamondbacks. 
continue Newsmakers Week 2023 with uh, the second part of our interview with General Manager Mike Hazen, who joins us, rejoins us here on the Arizona Sports Line. Mike, thanks uh, for hanging out for another segment. Really appreciate it. I want to do a follow-up sure, no. on, on what you talked about. with One of the things I loved about last season with the Diamondbacks is you know we, we had the, 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 this influx of talent, especially at the outfield positions. And late in the season, you mentioned the influx of the pitching talent that we saw in August and September. Uh, those guys you mentioned, uh, Tommy Henry, Brandon Fott, uh, Jamison, Nelson, how would you size up their chances of, of claiming a, a rotation spot to, be, to begin the season? Well, one of them, excuse me, one of them's definitely going to claim a rotation spot based on the way we have it kind of mapped out. Yeah. Um, the, the other three, you know, we'll see what happens. So it's, it's a, there's a healthy amount of competition. There's going to certainly be some guys in Reno. Um, which will benefit the team. I, I know there are probably some disappointment to those that don't make it. Um, we are going to use them all. We always do. Um, that is, I think, a difference maker over 162. It goes back to what we said in the last segment. I think when you have openings either due to injury or poor performance, that you have guys that may be equal to, if not at some cases, better than what you have on your team at the current moment. That's the difference between good teams and mediocre or bad teams. Um, you're playing games where you're not missing a beat. Um, if you have that ability to go down and, and replace what you've lost um, to an equal, if not better, situation, that, that's where your team can keep going. And you don't feel the losses. In 2021, we lost four-fifths of our rotation by the end of May. Uh-huh. And we lost almost every game in June. Like it just, it just we that that those are the seeds to bad of how bad teams kind of um, happen in a, on a major league baseball team and. And that's something that we're committed to trying to make sure it doesn't happen again. I'm among the many who are very curious to see what the changes to MLB is, are going to look like this year. The attempts to speed up the pace of the game. I'm, I'm hearing it might be more of an adjustment for hitters who like to get in and out of the box and it will be for pitchers. What I want to ask you, though, uh, more pointedly is how uh, there have been people who have thought maybe this roster you've assembled built on athleticism and speed, that it might be perfectly suited for the changes that are incoming to Major League Baseball. Your thoughts on that synergy? Yeah, I, I'm curious to see what happens, too. Uh, I, I'll be the first to tell you, I mean, this is a huge unknown for all 30 teams. Uh, nobody, anyone that tells you that they <laughs> know how these rules are going to play out for their specific team is probably not telling you the truth. Um, <laughs> however, I, that my, you know, the, my gut reaction would be that speed and athleticism, given the smaller, uh, the bigger bases, the shorter gap between um, the bases, the not shifting, uh, pushing more contact from a hitting standpoint, I, I, I think that benefits those rosters. We'll see. I think the adjustment will be for both sides. I think is, I agree with you as much as the hitters not being able to step out, and walk around and, you know, kind of get their breath and take their time and dictate the pace of how fast the pitcher's going to going to pitch. It, it will be a challenge for the hitters. I think the pitchers also are going to have to deal with because of the, because of the base running rules, the pickoff rules, I think where guys could, you know, pick over as they needed to, to make sure we controlled the running game. Mm-hmm. Now it's going to be, you have to have a strategy. That's another thing that they're going to have to think about when they're out there. We try to minimize that for guys to focus on, you know, very specific things that they need to do to execute pitch to pitch. I think those are going to be the challenges for both sides. And, and how that plays itself out, who makes the adjustments the fastest, 
I think you might see somebody get out of the gates a little quicker than some other teams if the adjustment to those rules happens a little quicker. We are very focused on trying to be one of those teams. Mike Hazen, general manager of the Diamondbacks, our guest here as we continue Newsmakers Week 2023. Uh, you bring in a veteran, uh, a third baseman, Evan Longoria, obviously a very familiar name and face and a guy that you faced in the division for the last five years when he was with the Giants. Uh, what uh, what was it about Evan that, that really stood out to you and, and made him a target for you this offseason, Mike? Well, number one being we still think he's a very good baseball player and we still need to acquire more good baseball players. Um, we felt like from that standpoint, he complimented our roster. We talked about how left-handed we've gotten, how we were very susceptible to left-handed starting pitchers last year. Mm-hmm. Even as good as our players were, we, we were very – our left-handed – I mean, we were throwing four and five left-handed hitters out there against left-handed pitching, uh, starting pitchers, and that did not work out very well for us. Uh, so this that's, it's a nice compliment to where we have uh, – Josh Rojas being one of our better hitters, one of our better players, you know, and being a left-handed hitting infielder, and then um, certainly all the guys in the outfield. So it, it's a it's a good compliment for us. Uh, and then and then look, we have a young team. We're looking to find ways to add experience to help these younger guys not just come up and play major league baseball, but to play for a purpose and a reason. And that reason is winning. And we haven't done a lot of that lately. Uh, we are, it's our, it's on us to figure out a way to do that. It's one of the areas that we feel like we needed to close some of those gaps down until, you know, we develop some of our own veteran players, mm-hmm. which is going to take a little bit given, given the youth on our roster. Yeah. One of the things I like about you, Mike, is you're one of the hardcore dudes out of Boston, but it sounds like you've got a no excuses kind of mantra going into this year. Is, is that accurate? Is that one of the themes with this team that this is not a growth period, that this is not a year that we're just punting and kicking the can down the road? For sure. I, I feel that way. I, I mean, I don't look, I don't know where it's, the, the National League is stacked. There's there's some legit stacked teams in this league. Nobody nobody's blind to that. I'm not. Nobody else is. I, I have feel like I have some realistic expectations for you know where we stand versus the competition. Um, that's not accepting anything or where you're at. When in 2017 we got here, projected to win 78 games, we won 93 games. Uh, that doesn't happen by accident. That team came together. Yes, that team had players like Paul Goldschmidt on it. We acquired J.D. Martinez, so we added some real impact players. Um, I don't know where this season is going, but but my expectation is this is a good baseball team and that that baseball team, at a minimum, is going to be playing through the middle part of this season, unlike the last couple seasons, <laughs> hopefully in a position where I'm forced to go out there and do some some aggressive things at the trading deadline. Yeah. That's my that's my goal. Well, the yeah. owner has told you there is resources for you at that point in time if you are contending, so that's a good thing to look at. Um, all right, so one of the kids that I, I wanted to ask about is how is Kyle Lewis looking to you? I mean, because on, on the scale of lottery tickets, I don't know where he is, but it, he came into the game rolling hot a few years ago. And, and aside from that, are there other names that we have not mentioned that fans may not be aware of that you're like, okay, this is a kid who might pop this spring yeah um kyle's doing great he yes you only want to talk about the amount of power we acquired um and and pedigree from a draft standpoint you know what he did a couple years ago yeah if we could keep him healthy on the field i I think we're looking at a really good baseball player and a really good hitter so we'll see you know he's doing well so far um we'll see how that goes i think paven smith um 
you know, we kind of lost it a little bit last year, a little bit of, you know, coming off second season. We sent him down at some point. He went down, broke his wrist in his first game. So it was really unlucky. You would have seen him again. He's one of our better hitters versus right-handed pitching. Um, and we are skewed left-handed still, but, you know, we, we, we can never stack the lineup enough in that direction. Um, and, and he's another guy for me that, you know, we'll, you're gonna, I think you're going to see some from this year. Uh, he's, one of, he's, he's a good hitter. So I think offensively, I think what you're going to see from this lineup is is a little deeper, a little stronger one through nine than we've had in the past, and, and we think that's going to serve us well. Mike Hazen, the general manager of the Diamondbacks, our guest here on Newsmakers Week. Uh, last year, obviously, was a tough year for Nick Ahmed with the injuries, so 148 games and 500 plate appearances for Geraldo Perdomo. Uh, I, don't, I don't think that was the plan going into the season. Maybe I'm wrong. How do you think Geraldo handled that that workload, and what do you look at for uh, his future? Yeah, that was not the plan going into last season. Um, Nick is back. Uh, hopefully Nick is going to be healthy uh, uh, coming in, coming off of last year, and then coming into the season. So far, so good. Uh, and so that will be a huge help for us, <clears throat> especially on the defensive side at that position. Perdomo played great defensively, struggled a little bit offensively, went down into winter ball and had a good winter ball, made some adjustments. He's so young. We forget about how young he is. Um, I, he's, he has a chance to be a very good shortstop in this league, and it's going to take some time for him to continue to emerge as an offensive player, but he knows what the strike zone is, I think. I'm not sure the expectations that the power is going to, mm-hmm. you know, we don't, we don't look at it. That's where he's going to contribute to this offense in a way that we really need, but we don't really need him to. We need, we need him at the bottom of the lineup to get on base as much as he can. And we had a meeting with him yesterday and he's very accountable. He's one of our more accountable players, you know, acknowledged what happened last year from an offensive standpoint and is extremely motivated to improve upon that. Yeah. Mike, thanks so much for spending a couple segments with us for Newsmakers Week. We appreciate it. Excited about the season. Best of luck, and hopefully we can chat again real soon. Thank you, man. Cool. Thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you. you. Mike Hayes and Diamondbacks General Manager, our guest for Newsmakers Week 2023.